0: Dirty Cross-Atlantic nitpicking about Doctor Who.
1: From four grown adults who should probably know better.
2: From four grown adults who should probably be working.
0: We're not afraid to say it like it is. Or the word bollocks. www.dirtywhoers.com
2: Follow us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers.
3: If you like that kind of thing. Also on Facebook, deal with it. Geronimo!
1: Fantastic. on C. Cock. With your
0: hosts. Number one assistant. Terry Lightfoot. Sputters. Sput- Resident Pixie. Fuchsia Begonia.
1: Lord President Sen. Many eons ago in the depths of time... Four podcasters got together and began a journey through the classic episodes of Doctor Who. Finally, the Wheel of Who has picked out for us the Curse of Peladon. That's the one with Katie Manning, not the one with Sarah J. <laughs> it has been a fucking age since we did any podcasting. We are way out of condition. It's just taken us an hour to sort out the software and shit.
3: It's just taken an hour. <laughs> i about 40 minutes. I
1: felt like an hour. I'm quite stunned. We're going to review Curse of Palad- Hello, everybody, by the way. Oh, shit. I put a thing out on Facebook that I've not checked. Let me go and check that. What
0: thing? What are you
1: talking about? I put a thing on Dirty Hooers saying if you want a name check.
0: Better check the name check list.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, it didn't publish.
0: Uh, oh, another Dirty Hooers fail. <laughs>
1: What day Perfect.
3: is it? Saturday
1: I thought we were recording on Sunday
3: No, so. I'm, I'm out tomorrow night
1: Oh, that's why it's not published
3: It's Pixie Grooving time
1: So I'm going to delete that anyway Until <laughs> the video <still> not published <laughs> oh. So Curse of Peladon, It's got David Troutman in it as King Paladon. Obviously we've got John Pertwee Obviously we've got Katie Manning Bit of a departure Because he actually gets off the fucking planet for once In this season this is crammed between Dare the Daleks and the Sea Devils. It is basically three episodes. Of, well, this whole season, to be honest, is just bang on episodes. Okay, so this was directed by Lenny Mayne. And Lenny Mayne did loads and loads of Doctor Who. He did Curse. He did Three Doctors. and He also did Monster a couple of years later. And he did The Hand of Fear as well. Anyway, our rating system... Terry, would you explain the rating system,
3: please?
0: Oh, God. Oh, God. It's about cheap 1970s prostitutes, kind of like the ones you see, you know, 70s detective shows on Hollywood Boulevard. And it goes from blowjob, free blowjob, to 10, 20, and 50? Is that the way it goes? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I I got it.
2: Sure. Yeah, you missed five.
1: (laughs) And (laughs) occasionally we award tips and things... Each of us has a different way of rating this. I always rate it against the whole Doctor's tenure, and some people rate it against the season, and some people rate it against Doctor Who on the whole. But just bear with us. Every likelihood you are actually new to this podcast, because it's been so motherfucking long since we did one, I doubt we have any followers left. With that in mind, give us a rating.
0: I'm going to say 10 with uh, a nice cup of coffee.
1: Well, a good cup of coffee is a good cup of coffee. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, send a rating, please.
2: Fuck it. It's a 50
1: holy fuck okay Fuchsia your rating please
3: a flat 20
1: I feel like I, I feel like I should go 50 now senator has gone 50 but <laughs> I I, I rate this as a doctor's tenure and for me Pertwee is my doctor full stop mm. he's my doctor and he's how I like my doctor who and he's how I'll always like my doctor who and he's in my comfy place um, I'm going to go 20 but I'm going to blow some cash on some nice silk ropes and uh you know, some bits and pieces, especially for the occasion. I will turn up some flowers, not chocolates, because, you know, I don't want it too, too gorged out. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a good place for me. And uh, oh, yeah. oh,
0: now I feel so bad for giving it a 10. Jeez. Oh, yeah. no,
2: you, you have to justify it. This is going to be good.
1: The <laughs> I know. We it's going
0: to be difficult, though, because it's not fresh in my mind right now. You didn't do your homework. Yes. No, it's just that I remember. I just remember having watched it like three times, waiting for this podcast to happen. <laughs> well, you never actually you know, watched it. Just, before we it just kept putting the day, it off, did you? And finally, last week you said, "Yeah, we're going to do it." And I was like, "Yeah, whatever." And I didn't watch it again.
1: Hey, don't so, worry. I thought we're
2: recording tomorrow. I haven't watched them
1: either.
0: Got a bit sick of watching it, I'm afraid. So. That might have influenced my
2: rating. There's, anyway. there's nothing I love more than tearing apart someone who didn't do their homework but still pisses and moans. So this is going to be fun.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying that I'm not sure what I have to piss and moan about as much as it is that I watched it too much in the last year.
1: Well, why don't we all chip in on this one then and just, you know, do our usual talk at the top of each other?
0: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because oh, as I say, class- this is a fantastic time. This is a fantastic time for Doctor Who, and arguably some of the Tom Baker years. But for me, as a kid, watching these episodes, my friends watched them, my family watched them. You know, we got together in the evenings, and I don't remember. You know, after Final Score and before Basil Brush, the song goes on, boom! There was Doctor Who, and John Pertwee was such an action doctor. He always really filled the screen, especially compared to the others, which I don't really remember. You know, Pertwee was my first, and this is one of the first episodes that I do remember for, from being a kid. And it's quite political as well. They really opened the scene quite a lot for the uh, Galactic Federation, which is still carried on today. The whole mythos behind it, the whole royal beast of Peladon, the curse of Agador, and all this kind of stuff. I just ate it up as a kid. I loved it. It was such a bigger world for Doctor Who all of a sudden. It was like he got off the planet, and the whole (laughs) fucking universe just, boom, just opened up on television. There it was. There were aliens, and there was that big cock thing, and there was was all sorts
3: of stuff. and strangely topical considering and what's the, going on in Britain at the moment. Not that we even knew that when we picked the episode.
0: They
2: accomplished that huge universe feel filming it all in studio with mm. very few sets, with very few special effects, and yet it feels huge. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's a mission from the Time Lords as well. This isn't like, this isn't somewhere he's gone. This has got all the Time Lord stuff kicking around in the background very subtly as well yeah.
2: for a late day. Right.
0: I, I really enjoyed the point that Fuchsia made about the Brexit and the storyline, which I'd completely forgotten.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: that's a good point. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. I really don't want to talk about Brexit. Yeah, I'm just,
0: that's so no, that's
3: okay.
2: Let's just say that this story is topical in any era of political turmoil. How's that?
3: Yeah, Yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) Sounds like we
0: know what we're talking about. Yeah,
2: (laughs) does, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I like Pertwee, but I I came to him later on. Um, Phrasing? uh, Because for me, the first thing we got here in the States was uh, Tom Baker. And as a fan of Buddhism and Zen and Dadaism, the absurdity of Tom Baker and what he brings to the doctor just blew my mind. coming into Pertwee later on I didn't quite catch the charm because I was already an adult so I missed that
1: I so wanted to turn up played by his son I really do I think that would just Mm -hmm. be the most fantastic tribute compared to the shit that we had with the Brigadier that basically stopped us podcasting for a while.
0: Oh, my oh. God. Yeah, oh, my God. That's such that a
1: was... shit tribute. Ugh. It would just be such a fantastic tribute that, yes. I don't know, it might pull Doctor Who back a little bit for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: that would be awesome if they could just bring him in as the third Doctor and be, like, running around on a motorcycle and doing well, all he's kinds at the of age, shit He's at the age
2: now that he's spitting image now. Mm. It's completely
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes, I've been watching Gotham, and, and he's awesome in it. He's my favorite character in that whole show, especially when he kicks ass.
1: (laughs) Point well made, I think. You're all Any broken bones?
2: We have a small window here, relatively small. I mean, five to ten years where they got to take advantage of this, where he looks, he could just drop in and do it.
0: Mm.
1: Yes. And we've all seen the pictures of him doing like Halloween in his dad's outfit.
0: Mm. Oh my god. Oh my god. <gasps> worthy. Yes. Venusian yeah. Aikido for the win.
1: <laughs> I know somebody's got a massive crush on him as well, who will probably be listening to this podcast. So you know who you are, and if you ever send me a picture like that again, I'm still not publishing it to Dirty Hoes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Ooh. Dear Lord, how bad does it have to be for you not to publish it? Oh, is it all okay. a bit Alpha Centauri?
1: Oh, no. Oh, that's a whole different kettle of fish now. <laughs> Oh, you just opened a floodgate of pain. I fucking adore Alpha Centauri. Oh yeah,
3: I do like... Whinging
0: little cock. Sorry, whinging giant cock. But so he's wrong. funny. It's just... It's funny because... Is Fushy it a woman? Is? is it a man? Is it... What is it? It's fucking... It's, it's so, annoying. Hey, it's so topical, Fuchsia. It's so topical.
1: <laughs> giant it's... ping pong ball and some curtains. It's brilliant. Come on. We'll so
2: It's so difficult. Even today, because it's all CG, but back then to do a non-humanoid race in science yeah. fiction was... It never looked good. It looked shit in Star Trek and Doctor Who. Always, look good. That's not can. why
3: I don't like Alpha Centauri. I just want to bitch slap Alpha Centauri <laughs> because every single word out of its mouth just deserves slapping. It's oh, a what horrendous they did, character.
2: They, they took this... They took this ridiculous look and they, they built a character that made the look believable. Yeah.
0: Fit.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: hold on. Hold on. We've well, we got stoned? these pencils,
1: and we've got these curtains and we've got this giant ball. What can yeah. we make out of it? Oh, it's okay. We'll cover it. We'll give it a squeaky voice. It'll be right. No, they'll never fucking go for that in the production department. Honestly, man, if we play it straight, yeah, play totally straight. Don't don't laugh when you're pitching it. Just don't laugh when you're pitching it. You'll be all right.
2: And they got away with it. It's pretty it's, hard. it's really it's my only major special effects bitch for this episode. They really did use the tech they had very very well throughout. Curse of Peladin, and yeah, Alpha Centauri looks
1: shit. Okay, but, thank- but it
2: worked. It really did. It actually worked. Huh? The way she, she he it whatever fluttered its eyelids and the voice fit and kind of looked at the floor and was. Very meek and and pacifist, and I don't know it. Even as a kid, I, I went okay yeah I guess if it looked like that it would act like that
0: yeah
1: I agree for okay. me it's very okay. it's very Evil Dead too. You can't. it's kind of so over the top it had such a massive impression on me the Evil Dead films because they did it on no budget and it was they acknowledged the medium and they sort of do with Alpha Centauri and if you do that you get away with things you know I've made I films did. where our blue screen's been two blue sleeping bags zipped together but it's been a really cheesy silly thing and you get away with it
2: yeah that's why this was a 50 for me because it was this huge scope there was the time Lord story there was the development of the galactic federation and if that was done today there'd be all of these cg scenes with a thousand ships from the federation and yet i didn't felt like i needed them this episode was so well written and well acted it didn't need the effects and the budget to work Mm, it was just quality production
0: okay I, i see what you're saying it's As still irritating though. I, I do agree with Fuchsia that bitch slapping Alpha <laughs> would be so sad. But... but tell me,
2: tell me if, if we're we're judging these against other episodes from the season or Doctor or Era or whatever you want, mm-hmm. if you sit down and write an episode that talks about, you know, the creation of a Galactic Federation with this mm-hmm. time large story in the background, how could you create that scope and do it any better than they did in that year with
0: yep. that?
3: No, oh, no, they do a good job, which is why he gave it a 20. But yeah. there's too much use of the throne room, which for me is sort of oh. like, the, it's it's sort of like, oh God, we've only got two sets. Quick, back to the throne room, everybody. And <laughs> it's,
1: yeah, but it's yeah. around the throne room. That's also the topic, you yeah. know? And I think it covers it because of it. I get, I agree, but, but I think it covers it for me.
0: Yeah, for me, part of the problem was that they were constantly going back and forth between the throne room and then those hallways. And I was just like, go. Oh. It just started to become very monotonous, no Even matter what was, was happening. it was
3: Inferno, 12 episodes of running over a gantry.
1: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> so
0: which is the one where they like fall down a crevice with the tardis and they have to climb up a cliff it's this one yeah. Yeah. this one i i love that part i, I love them climbing the cliff i
3: didn't understand it's that scary. it's just like oh no don't worry the tardis will be fine it's just bounced down a cliff it's perfectly safe it's indestructible so why didn't they just turn around and get back in it
0: when they realized how much danger they were in
1: because they need right. to get it out didn't they that was the thing you know they need to yeah. get yeah, it
0: didn't out they, they just take damage. off or was it out of commission?
1: I just need to get it out. It seemed fine at the end.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So why didn't they just get back in and dematerialize and land better? Oh,
1: it well, also its, also, it's Pardon the first me? time I've blown it in ages. So it's, like, not surprising.
0: Oh. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah, you know, and also technically he wasn't flying at the time. Lords were.
0: Ah, so. uh, fucking
2: time lord. Yeah, since when has the Doctor ever had that kind of piloting skill? I mean, come on. Yeah, that's
1: that's, that's the shtick, isn't it? That's the that's the ruby. That's, that's the yeah. gag. <laughs> He's a kid. He sucks.
0: Yeah. I Even like when he that. Gets
1: control of it, he's normally being influenced by some entity.
0: <laughs> On the new series, they've given him almost too much control over the flying of the TARDIS, and I'm just.
1: I think it's, it's. I like. I like the the change that it's more of a time travel series now. I do like that. And I know he went to places and travelled in time, but now you can fuck around with the TARDIS. For me, when I saw the TARDIS flying down the road, uh, chasing the taxi, that was. I actually ah, fucking loved that.
0: That, that was the,
1: awesome. TARDIS in action. And now he can do shit like that. He still has to put stand in the doorway and pull levers with bits of string, <laughs> and the console's still fucking exploding. But he, but he can do it. I like
0: that. Yeah, I guess it makes sense that he should learn eventually. Well, I mean, as far as Time Lords go, he's
2: pretty much on the ragged edge of being committed for having a learning disorder. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> he he is a full-on uh, well, We were actually
1: talking about Asperger's the other day, and uh, somebody said, for example, and I said, well, Doctor Who. And they went, oh, right, right, okay, all right, and they got it. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs>
2: Mm. It's, what, 1,500 years now? Something like that?
0: Yeah.
2: You'd think he would have finally learned how to pilot the thing. No, so dude, it's
0: more like almost 3,000 at this point. Haven't they added a couple thousand here yeah. and there?
2: Oh, whatever.
1: I gave it's, up
0: caring about 18 months ago.
1: It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, it doesn't matter. The timeline doesn't matter a shit so long as the basics hold together. Yeah, It doesn't matter a crap. I don't. I honestly don't care that much anymore. I don't try and piece it together and things. I don't want to fuck around that much with it. I just want to take it as it
2: comes.
0: Cannot be canonical anymore with this show.
2: This doctor was pretty young in Curse of Paladin. I mean, he played arguably the wisest doctor, really, but he was still very young. He was the
1: something doctor for so many things, though. He was the action doctor. He was the foppish doctor, the flamboyant doctor. He had much more than he was the doctor that played cricket and was a bit lawful good.
2: Yeah, he just a better writing team. And John Pertwee is just such a seasoned, versatile, experienced actor that Mm. they could do anything they wanted. You know, when you have writers that can write things like Paladin, you know, oh, we're going to give you 25 pounds and two closets to film in and it, they end up saying okay well let's give birth to the Galactic Federation you know
1: I mean- well it was it was written by Brian Hales who's a big writer for uh, the archers in this country uh Amy did Celestial Toymaker and Seeds of Death, Smugglers, things like that.
2: He basically wrote a historical for another planet. Yeah. yeah,
3: that's yeah. mm-hmm. I
2: mean, what it
1: is. Yeah, he did all sorts of stuff I think. But one of those guys he like did shit like Zag Cars and stuff and then Yeah,
3: well, the, the busy staff writers, wasn't it? They just got yeah, yeah, okay. to work on whatever.
1: Okay, so um who was it gave it a ten? <laughs> <laughs> Me.
0: <laughs> just
1: I'm, I'm not gonna have a go but why
0: well first off I don't remember it very well but what I remember is having to watch it several times in the past few months because we kept saying we're gonna record it and then we didn't so, that's not the so this time I, so right, this I'm time not... I didn't watch it so it's not fresh in my mind all that's fresh is that I remember watching it and starting to get tired of re-watching it and re-watching it so it's it's not that enjoyable for me right now <laughs> you so, know, if so I,
2: basically what you've done is you've given a ten dollar rating to your, your ADHD and your Alzheimer's, but not for the...
0: Yes, exactly. Okay. And I cannot—that's okay. what I was trying to tell you. I can't remember it well enough to rate it accurately. This is why I'm giving you this explanation. Well, I mean, that's why I'm I gave it, hey. it flat
3: twenty. Because the first time I watched it, I actually found Alva Centauri quite amusing, and David Trump, bless him, love him to bits. He's awesome. But Peladon was really annoying this time as well. It's like, "Stop yeah. being so wet, man." Grow a set and make a decision.
2: You know, even when I was a kid, and I'm um, sorry for delving a little bit into politics, but this episode is so much about it. How can you not? Yeah, go on. Um, growing it. up, and I saw it for the first time when I was about eight, mid-80s United States, where this whole Christian right political movement was really taking hold here in the United States. And I remember as a kid seeing this puppet ruler, this... You know, kind of naive young man mm-hmm. being ruled by his this religious zealot off to the side, and I remember even thinking when I was a little kid, "Wow, is it really that way on other planets? Can't we get away from it? If I walk <laughs> into but if I uh, walk into a TARDIS and go somewhere, do I really have to put up with the same shit? And you know, if a sci-fi show makes a kid think like that, damn, was it well written? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I watch it as an adult, and I think the same thing. I mean, I watched this episode a few months ago, and you look at the political field in the United States, and I rewatched this episode about six months ago. And you go back to the beginning of 2016 and look at the political field in the United States. Oh, my God. We had five guys on the news every night that could have played hapish.
0: They did make him rather uh, weak-willed, and uh, maybe that was one <laughs> of the things that irritated me. And, I mean, I know that's the way the story is. But uh, awesome that, tranny boots, though. I remember that. <laughs> nice size. I, mean, I do remember thinking that he was very handsome, and now look at him. But whether
2: or not, whether or not you, oh, you agree, know, geez, yeah. <laughs> whether or not you agree with the, the politics of the real life or the episode, it's really hard as an American to not look at the 2000s, to look at the the Bush-Cheney administration, and see king peladin and hepish sitting up there you know whether or not which one of them was your hero which one you thought was the good guy bad guy forget it it's really hard to not see those likenesses on screen damn they wrote this well and it was what 30 years before yeah. that i mean come on
1: <laughs> it's really nice to hear you having a
2: 50 yeah a 50 oh he's having a 50 it's yeah, yeah, right, right. yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> I mean, it had everything. It had culture. It had politics. It had Time Lord lore. Come on, what great Doctor Who moments didn't this have in it? It was perfect. Who? Uh,
1: it was perfect. Who? And so much of this season was. This season makes it okay when my Tardis in Second Life doesn't work. Oh, sorry. Because no, no, that's not your fault. I haven't updated my scripts for like about a year and a half, if not longer, mate.
2: Yeah, it's it's been uh, longer. It's, uh, it's been, <laughs>
1: but it's it's the role play that we get out of that because sometimes it does work and sometimes it doesn't and this is the era we role play around our Tardis
2: I, I got to ask you guys a question we've talked before about the best season but season 8 to season 9 and frankly I guess you can put 10 in there too. Is there a better run in any science fiction, forget just Doctor Who, is there a better run of quality television of any science fiction series that runs for three years like this?
3: Good question.
2: I mean, I'd say Deep Space Nine because that's my personal yeah. favorite, but there's too many too. clunkers. There's, yeah, there's too a many few
3: clunkers in there.
2: The best episodes are every bit as good. I mean, In the Pale Moonlight and Deep Space Nine can hold its own against the Daemons and the Three Doctors, but the bad episodes can't. If you're into I mean,
1: it, you've got three good seasons of Battlestar Galactica if you're really into mm, the Battlestar
2: mm, yeah, I sure. love Battlestar. <sighs> I think the worst episode in this three year run for me is The Carnival of Monsters, and it I still like but see, Hold on, like I, I still love
0: do. Carnival. I,
2: no, I said it was the <laughs> worst episode. I didn't say I didn't <laughs> like it. That's my whole yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I okay, think it I is see. the worst episode, and it's still good.
3: Yeah. <laughs> stop the <laughs> the yeah. thing is, you had very seasoned writers who knew what they were doing, a lot of whom were quite left. And, mm. you know, they had the freedom to do what they wanted to produce good quality drama on television.
1: And groundbreaking good quality yeah. drama too, the stuff that breaks them all, like this does.
3: Yeah, there's no way they'd be allowed that amount of time to develop a story. And we know that Doctor Who has a huge issue with padding in places. Fortunately, this one doesn't too badly.
0: No, um, not at.
2: I didn't think solid. so at all. Not at Rock all. Solid.
3: You're right. But you would not be allowed to tell this story in two hours. Now it would be forty minutes.
2: Yeah, mm. and it
1: just wouldn't work. There's but no you way. write differently for a length and for a medium. And Doctor Who is a whole different thing completely now.
0: Mm. Well, they so, don't even talk at a normal speed on the news show. No, I mean, like, just so... When yeah. have you ever had a conversation like the people do yeah. on Doctor Who now? It's like, what the fuck? Are they all on speed and crank?
1: Only during these podcasts.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, well, listen, we're going to have to round this off, folks. So I guess... Yeah, can we 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 can tell, to tell Terry off this- for
3: saying horrible things about David Troughton first? Hey, I'm sorry, but he's really let himself go. <gasps>
0: <laughs> he's a sweetie. There's nothing wrong with saying that. How is that a comment on his character? It is not. Just talking physique here.
1: Okay, and clearly you had a thing <laughs> once. You had a thing for him once, and, and he's let you down. So yes,
0: yeah. exactly.
1: Anyway, that's going on the cutting room floor.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm about that.
1: I
0: mean, look at Pertwee. Look at John Pertwee. That, okay, a, did uh, you did see John it, oh, Pertwee, Pertwee in the Indiana, he, young Indiana he, Jones? He was, he was an old guy, and even you know, up to the day he died, he looked amazing. Uh, so. yeah, no, yeah.
1: no, he did. Oh, come on. No, not it quite really day, ill in I'd young
0: Indy No, but you know what I'm saying
1: Okay, so we got to round this off folks Because of a time issue Anyone got any quotes?
3: Finding quotes for this thing is really difficult not, And I'd completely forgotten <sighs> while I was watching it that we did quotes uh, so
1: Well, I've deliberately does? kept quiet While you guys have been saying that you couldn't find a quote Because I have a quote Oh, fucker Which, oh, I, awesome. re- which I remembered, and I love it Princess Josephine of TARDIS Aww Love it, really nice Well, you got it then Okay, folks. So we are over on Facebook, and we are over on Google+. Plus. Are you still doing Google+? Plus, Terry?
0: Yep. What do you? What's the word? I'm sorry. Like Casually. Vaguely. Casually. Casually. Leisurely.
1: Okay. Well, we're still rocking Twitter, thanks to some bots we built ages ago. Uh, Facebook, we're mostly posting political commentary at the moment. In Doctor Who stills vlog, we will get back on the ball with Facebook. The problem with Facebook is we posted so much stuff. We posted two, or three posts a day for so very long that we actually have run out of content unless we make it ourselves. Either that, or we start duplicating and things and we kind of don't want to duplicate we'll, we're all we're always there we'll always do our best for you and thank you very much for for listening to us we know it's been a hell of a long time but it is nice to get back together and chat and it just you know leave a comment over on facebook let us know what you think if you want us to do more of this shit, either way Say so good night everybody
0: night, night, everyone.
1: good night
0: good night everybody you've been listening to
1: for Dirty Hoers Doctor
2: Who podcast. Follow us on iTunes or at dirtyhoers.com.
0: Find us on
3: Twitter at Dirty Whores. Oh, yeah, we're also on Facebook.
1: See
2: you next time. <laughs>
3: Loch Linnhe, na Gieren, na Jarun, na Run, na Run, na Run, na Run, na Run, na Run, na So you seem quite partial to all the Venusian lullabies, don't you, Egglador old